So this is a bit of a non-conventional way to start an interview, but uh, when I hear the new Good Luck tune back in the day, I, there's something really weird that happens. I like picture my life in slow motion, or like I picture myself jamming out at like music festivals that I've been to. I go through like this emotional process, and I don't know if Ben and Juliet, you had that in mind when you were making that song. I think we did. Hey, I think it's a it's a nostalgic song. You know, it's, it is. You're on a bit of a journey. You know, and it's, and I think a lot of that comes from our own journeys going to those sort of things and, you know, living the amazing life that we get to live. Let's pick up on uh, this word journey. And uh, for the two of you, I guess what's interesting is that as you look back on all your music, all of it reflects very personal moments in your own lives. It's almost like you've created this autobiography that is an audio autobiography. Yeah, definitely. I think most of the songs, except maybe Hop On, Hop Off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, a lot of people ask me if I wrote that about myself, but uh, no, I hate to disappoint you. Uh didn't do that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think this, the, the songs for us is, have, have all been, you know, little snippets of um, of experiences that we've had, you know, or people that we've met or conversations that we've had, um, not always always about ourselves, but d- definitely about moments with and interactions we've had with other people. Let's talk for a second, Ben, about music and hypothetically, if you were in a relationship with music, how you would describe that relationship, like a Facebook relationship. <laughs> I mean, what is the narrative of music and Ben Peters? Like a romantic relationship or a Facebook relationship? Uh, bro, whatever you, whatever the relationship, word relationship means in this context to you. Okay. No, I, oh, I think actually it's, it's quite applicable to a, um, a romantic relationship, you yeah. know, making music has many ups and downs it's tumultuous it can be uh can be quite stormy sometimes um you know it can it can really bring you to your knees and it can lift you up to your highest points so you know it's like it's kind of like being in love with a really amazing girl um who is a bit of a nut job (laughs) (laughs) um you know they're they're all the, the highs and lows and it's it's sometimes it can be a real struggle to to convey the emotions that you that you want to in in a musical format. You know, I mean, like we're I think as humans we're a lot more eloquent with our with our bodies and, and words. And trying to be an artist is all about expressing what you feel in a different way. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, like it's it's a it's an amazing honor to to be able to share those feelings with all our fans. In, in, a, in a musical format, you know, where you you're, you're expressing what you're feeling, but you're also leaving the interpretation um, up to them, t- so that you know the emotional sort of content that you've put into a song can be interpreted completely different by someone. You know, um, you might be feeling uh, writing a song about a breakup, and, and for someone else, it's actually like the most beautiful thing that helps them fall mm. in love with someone. Mm. Um, so yeah. Juliet, with this in mind, tell me about the word soul and how the word soul manifests in your life. Soul is in soul-like. Just that word, your soul, in everything that you do, or the soul of the music, whatever, just that word, S-O-U-L. How does that manifest in my life? It's actually an interesting question because 
I think, you know, that that word for me means a few different things. Um, but, you know, because I've, I've always loved the genre of soul music, I feel, you know, it's kind of got a little bit of a little bit more substance to it. I feel like when I when I say give it more soul, I kind of mean more meat, more kind of. Um, how do I explain? Uh, more vuma, you know, mm. and, uh, so, and, and now music, I'm always looking for that with vocals, especially. Um, but definitely I think it's, uh, it's also putting, putting a little bit of your heart in your sleeve and actually when you're writing songs, making them legitimate, making them actually about something with, with substance, you know? So yeah, I think for me it has various meanings, but, um, but yeah, I guess again, open to interpretation. Whatever you kind of, whatever, whatever it means to you, uh, is what it means to you. I like this, uh, sort of sentence, heart on your sleeve, because there seems to be a bit of a heart on your sleeve approach to everything that you guys do. It doesn't seem like it's a very sort of thought out strategically. I mean, obviously the business stuff would be, but, uh, the creation of the music seems like you guys just sit and sort of jam it out. You don't say we're going to write a song between six and nine and then, you know, start charging overtime. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty organic, you live with what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much so. You know, like you, you, you can't, you can't make art on a schedule. Um, and it, and then actually it's, it's the hardest part of trying to be a professional musician and, and still use your creativity to, you know, create the products that you sell essentially, you know, um, Never know when it's, when that, that creative spark is going to burst into flame and you just have to be ready. And, you know, with us, it's about always having our recording equipment with us wherever we go and, you know, wherever we travel, we've always got portable recording studio that we can set up quickly and get an idea down and, you know, see what it, it manifests into. Um, but there's no schedule. There's no, there's no method to that madness. It's, you, you try to, you try to create it. You try to, Put yourself into environments that you hope will foster um, the, the, that creative spark, but mm. at the end of the day, it's you just you never know. You might be in like a really like shitty spot, and 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 something will affect you, and it'll cause an emotional mm. outburst that makes a really amazing song. It's actually interesting because, especially for me, I think. Um, you know, people ask me often, how do you write songs? And, you know, what is your, what is your kind of method to it? And how do you do it? And it's so difficult for me to, to have to sort of almost let them down because, I mean, these are songwriters approaching me, but to go, my ideas literally, literally fall from the sky. Mm. And I actually don't know why they, they come to me or, or, when they're going to come to me. I mean, it can be in, I am in the shower. I can be driving. I can be, you know, backstage at a gig and suddenly a hook just literally falls into my head. And, um, you know, so I think it's, it's, it's a bit difficult to tell people that because they're hoping that you can explain, you know, a, a, a format. Like, how do you do it? Give us a, give us a way. Do you like sit down? Give us a method. Give us a method. And it, it, it's so strange because for me, there literally is no method. And I think you hear that in our music. You know, we, we don't um, follow one specific type of electronic music. We try and make um, songs that are, you know, that are kind of supporting the song. If that mm. makes any sense, so mm. that the genre um, showcases how the how best the song is going to sound. So you know, f- so we've ended up with this myriad of electronic genres of music in our music. We've got you know, we've got drum and bass influenced songs, deep house influenced songs, swing influenced songs, because you know, try and sing that vocal over another kind of beat and you're going to end up with something completely different mm. so yeah so we've en- we've ended up just writing 
song by song and now you have this nice smorgasbord of different sounds you know from good luck and that's just how we are and i think people have just come to accept that about us you're not going to get um everything sounding the same you know as the first song we released which is which is what's important is that you're constantly sort of evolving and as your human experience evolves so too does the music because it really is an extension of who you are yeah exactly I want to speak for a second about uh, the world that we live in, what it's like to be alive in 2016, and then what the role of, and ironically it's called good luck, is in the context of the world. I do feel like there's a little bit of a social message behind sort of your vibe and the energy that you're putting out there, because you do want to make the world a better place with your jams. Yeah. Absolutely, Absolutely, definitely. I think, you know, the world, the world is, the world is on a, you know, I suppose every generation says that it's on a tipping point, but I, I, I think the tipping point that we are, that we are on at the moment as, as a global humanity has never been as fine an edge as it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, you know, you can, you can pick that up with the, the way that everyone is, uh, you know, is, is so wrought with emotion at the moment. Um, you know, I mean, if you, if you make a microcosm of that, you can always see in a relationship when, when someone's stressed at work, the relationship suffers at home. And I think that's, you know, we're seeing that as a, a macrocosm in the world. And it's, it's all of our responsibility moving forward to find solutions and to be conscious of what we need to do to sort out the issues that, that we have as a species and as a society. Um, and, Part of what we do as a band is to try and inspire people to not feel so stressed out that they that they feel like they can't do anything. Mm. You know, I think that is the the small part of what we can do is to try and like bring people into a creative space where they can see uh, how they can act a solution rather than just be part of the problem. Yeah. Well, this, I guess, is, is what's interesting is that, you know, what you do is you take human emotion and you channel it into the music. Most human beings who aren't artists find it difficult to find how they're going to channel their emotions or express what they are. Um, but maybe we are all artists, actually. And maybe, you know, it's just about having a little bit of a personal conversation around figuring out the most positive way to channel emotion. Absolutely. Yeah. That, I think like when you kind of talking about venting. <laughs> yeah. Or, or or EQ, yeah, emotional, emotional, yeah, It is though also an amazing time to be alive, uh, and I mean, you must yeah, see it, it is, and we need to actually yeah. talk about that because it is flipping amazing. You know, we I think very easy to get caught up in the negative. Yeah, I mean, I think from our side, we also feel that um, it, it, it's 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 as positive as we choose it to be. You know, like mm. our generation, we've got like Ben said, we've got a big responsibility and. Um, the more people realize that, the more they can take that and be excited about it and use it as an opportunity to, you know, create a, a better world and a more sustainable world. And, you know, like we were just chatting about it in the car earlier. We're actually saying industry, I mean, how we support industry and, and who we're supporting and, and what kind of industry we're developing so that's central to um, sustaining our, our planet and, and keeping, you know, nature alive and keeping the ecology alive. That, that that in itself is a massive responsibility for everybody, you know, even like down to little things like what you go and what you buy in the supermarkets and, and all also, that stuff. Also understanding that we have a have a responsibility not to overpopulate our planet. You yeah. Know? Like we can't just carry on being greedy humans 
who like wants to have our cake and eat it. We need to understand that actually there's a responsibility that we have in each of our own households not to create massive families that are going to then, you know, consume more products and eat up more mm. of the resources of our planet. Yeah. You know, we can't just carry on reproducing and but if yeah. we, but like you said, it's it, it's an exciting time to be alive, and if we can use the facilities that we have as as humans, if we can use the the technology that we have, yeah. and you know all the um, modern I call modern conveniences, I guess, if we can use them effectively and for the greater good, then yes, you know the world the world could be the most awesome, wonderful. I mean, it is already an awesome, wonderful place, but I mean, we can protect it. We can protect the the beauty that's here. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. You, you know what's great about this? I mean, we've only been speaking for a couple of minutes, but I mean, there comes that point in any show. I'm sure it comes in, in your shows as well, where you kind of stop the music and you have a little bit of a, a moment with the audience and it's about connecting to something bigger. And yes. speaking to the two of you, it's like you really mean it, which I just have to say is really dope. Like Thank that's you. super cool. Like people give, you know, music festivals and, and like, you know, electro dance music and all that, like a bit of a bad rap. Mm. Um, but there is something spiritual about the genre. Yeah. There has always been. I mean, you know, you go back to, to Faithless and, you know, when he's, those, those, those infamous lyrics of God is a DJ, uh, you know, this is my church. This is where I heal my hurts. It's, it's not, you know, you can't stigmatize a genre and say like, oh, what you feel about that music, um, is less spiritual and less emotive than what I feel about the genre of music that I like, you know, it's the, the beauty of our world is the diversity and how we react to different things. And, and, and that's, you know, it's, it's that diversity that makes this planet and, and humanity so incredible. I mean, it's also what brings a lot of the strife, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but electronic music for, for a vast, vast portion of our population of the world has an incredibly emotive and spiritual meaning. And, you know, there's a lot of electronic music out there that is absolute rubbish and, and like, you know, and I, well, I think. Well, to you it is. Yeah. To you it is rubbish. There is, there is a lot of electronic music that makes people think that, you know, people perhaps who listen to other genres of music who then listen to a lot of the electronic music that they hear on the radio, you know, can turn them off and make them think like, well, maybe there isn't anything spiritual here, but they're, the subgenres of it, are, are amazing. We try to draw influence from those mm. those things and, and incorporate it in, you know, what the sort of pop electronica that we make. Very cool hanging out. I got two two questions here from fellow millennials on our list of uh, influential millennials to watch in 2016. The first one, and also tell me how you feel about this term in general. Uh, who are your biggest role models, if role models to you are even a thing? I think role models and mentors are really important. And I think in some ways, I have to say, um, the millennial generation and ourselves being part of that generation, um, in a way, I feel on some level that's been lost a bit. I think, you know, people, um, there is, there is, I think because of Facebook and social media and this interconnectedness that we've had, uh, I don't know if you agree with me, but my perception is that like a lot of people feel like they immediately born into kind of rock stardom no matter who you are no matter what you've done no matter mm. you know it's like uh, it's an ego it's an egotistical thing you mean like a sense of yeah it's a sense it's a sense of like i'm 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 fabulous just you know look at me and i and i think that 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 
a little bit of humility needs to come back into the world and to look up to people that have achieved incredible things through love and labor and through, you know, the combination of the two and to go like, wow, I really admire you and I want to be able to, you know, um, you use about- you as a role model, use you as a mentor. I think a little bit of that's been lost. So, so I think. Are you, are you like, who are you referencing? Is this like a, well, a Kim Kardashian? <laughs> no, no, it's not at all. At all. I would be like, yeah, I, I mean, like if I were to jump in on your point there, yeah. I would say a lot of, you know, you you, sp- you speak about mentorship, and, and like I think the youth respond far more to celebrity uh, hype uh-huh. than do, and that's I think the point that Jules is trying to make is yeah. that, is that you know um, our whole our whole sort of young culture responds to celebrity hype instead of like actual amazing people. You know, you think about that incredible girl from Pakistan who was shot in the head. Um, and managed to survive. You know, she was um, pro, uh, protesting against not having education for girls. And mm. some, anyway, and she's like gone on. You know, she survived it. She's gone on to start a school. She's become the most incredible young lady. I think you know of the last ten years, really. And she shares a birthday with I think Kim Kardashian or something. And more people were posting about Kim Kardashian's birthday than her. Yeah. You know, so I think that. You know, yeah. there's there's a certain amount of hubris that needs to to come home to us as the future of the planet, so that mm. we can, you know, celebrate the people who are actually doing amazing things rather than just the people who look amazing. Yeah, we got to gravitate back to what's important, but I do think it's going to happen. I mean, if if vinyl can come back. and then and then then in terms of like who our role models are i mean it's it's like depending on what in what sense but i guess because it's relevant music's relevant to us you know um we draw influences from a lot of the greats a lot of the classic artists uh uh, from personally i think uh, songwriters and singers like dusty springfield um Etta James. I mean, I love the jazz. Oh, cool. I love jazz. Uh, also, Sting, from a songwriting perspective, is one of my heroes lyrically. I mean, he's an, an incredible lyricist. So my role model, actually, I think at the moment, the guy that I'm aspiring most and, and really gravitating towards sentiment and his work ethic and everything and his his sensibilities for the future is Elon Musk. What a rock star, huh? You were going to say that. Did you? He's South African, too, which is really yeah. cool, you know? You know, he's in spite of everything. He's he's stuck his neck out on the line, and I like that kind of courage. I like that kind of like attitude of like, you know, <laughs> um, throwing caution to the wind. Just doing yeah, it. exactly. And, and it's it's an arrogance as well, which like is well founded. It's going like, cool. I really believe in what I what I'm what I'm doing, and I'm gonna freaking go for it. And and he's he's taking. Everything into account. He's taking the environment into account. He's yeah. taken like, you know. I think on the same level for me as well, a modern pop star that I really gravitate towards um, in the music scene as, as a vocalist and as somebody who just, I just love the way. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I, I just love the way she uh, just kind of does what she wants, you know, on her terms. And that's Adele. Mm. Um, I love what she stands for. She's a throwback. She's old school. She, you know, she has... Her, she doesn't get caught up in the hype. She manages to keep her life private. She manages to have um, live her life the way she wants to, and still impart her talents. And you know, and I just think that's wonderful. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Um, and also the the music that she makes is, mm. um, like you said, it's got a lot of soul, which you know, in both senses of the word. <laughs> so for me, I, I, I really, she's a big role model for me. Huge. 
um, hasn't changed anything about herself and still manages to to do what she does and do it amazingly. Yeah, she's got like no fucks to give Adele. She kind of just goes with uh, what she's feeling. Yeah, and I think as a result of that, you know, she's come under little scrutiny because people, even the the ones that the, the traditional haters who will find something to pick somebody apart about, you know. Like they can try, but it's not going to make a dent. You know what I mean? Like she just she, yeah, she hasn't she, she hasn't created a facade that is there no. for the paparazzi and the press and the media to chip no. away. It's about she's, the music. She's yeah. going like, this is who I am, and you can know it all. So there's nothing there's nothing that you can actually like you know like you can't hurt me because I don't have any secrets to hide. I also feel that if I met her, I wouldn't have one of these completely freak out meltdown moments. That you would with maybe someone else who's been, you know, or not that I would, but I mean, if, you know, somebody who you think a is Beyonce, a yeah. star, you know, I, I would just, I feel like we could hang out and have a cool time. You know? I actually think it might happen. You never know. Like, that could be happening soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, hope so. I hope so. We'll get to meet at the Grammys. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> go to the next question Thanks, here. Um, what do you think is the most infuriating stereotype that people often make about millennials? I think, I think that they make a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people say that millennials are lazy and I don't believe that this is the case at all. Um, I think we're just efficient. I think that millennials just, they don't subscribe to the nine to five. They don't subscribe to a lot of, um, I would say archaic practices that we've kept from our parents' generation that, that, you know, might have been set upon principles that worked for the time but right now the way that we have technology at our fingertips and the way that we have um you know a realization that we only have one life um you know people can actually use those two things and and work from wherever they want mm. um i don't think millennials are lazy i just think that they yeah like ben said they're efficient and they know what they want and they they're figuring out how to do it in a way that uh, is not all about working. No, well, it's every about, hour, it's every about day. embracing. It's about embracing the future rather than holding on to the past. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people see a lot of older generations maybe see that as arrogance and maybe mm. see that as laziness. But I don't. Or we disrespectful, don't, you know. I don't feel it is at all. I feel yeah. it's just a different way of doing things, you know. But the world looks like an amazing place when you consider that you know in this day and age one is sort of motivated and uh, pushed to follow one's heart. I mean, it's cheesy in that, but I do think that yeah. twenty, thirty years from now we're going to see unbelievable benefits from allowing people to be whatever they wanted to be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree to a certain extent. I think, I think the media though, and and social media as well. You know, Jules was kind of touching on this earlier, um, where celebritydom is becoming like the, the the most important thing in in the world at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. and if you you know, like Barack Obama is a popular president actually because he understands how to to work. You know, that side of 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 the game, which is, you know, turning himself not just into a president, but into a celebrity. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a populist game. And I think it's, it can be a slightly dangerous thing because sometimes it's not, it's not the popular choices and the popular person who's making the right choices. Yeah. Uh, for whatever it is, whether it's in industry, whether it's in government, whether it's, you know, in your social circles. So I just think that that's, that's maybe something that we need to look at as, as the next generation moving forward is that, you know, we don't always just go with a popular mm. choice just because it's the glossiest and the, the coolest looking. Well, there's responsibility that comes with following your heart and doing what you want. You gotta, you gotta back it up as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, and, and like to get on that point, like, um, kind of 
You know, if you look at industry, it's not all, you know, we can't all be famous DJs and famous musicians and famous actors and famous whatevers. Um, there, there are some people who need to be the plumbers and to be the, you know, the electricians and the tradesmen who, who do welding and do like jobs that like maybe aren't so exciting in the media. Um, but you know, like if, if, if our, our social networked world, which is basically where the media is heading, I mean, like the days of TV and, and radio, as you guys know, are, you know, it's all, it's all coming into the, the social media platform rather than the sort of terrestrial platforms. Mm. Um, and if, if the only message that gets sent, sent home in, in, on those platforms are about the exciting jobs and the glamorous jobs, then, you know, you, you're almost vilifying all the things that actually need to happen, which can be people's dreams. Like there are people out there who are actually really passionate about plumbing. I mean, you know, you know this might sound like a weird thing, but like, that's true. And, yeah. and we need to actually be conscious as a generation we moving forward that. that all of these elements get celebrated, not just the, 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 the shiny ones, the shiny jobs that we, that are, that we Photoshop the crap out of and make to look really amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, everything is, yeah, I, I hope that there's going to be a regression though. I, I do, I think it'll come. I don't know. We, we don't know what era we're living in right now. We'll only know in retrospect, but I do think <laughs> exactly. it's, I think it's a positive one though. I think it's positive. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, well I mean, like, look, it feels really good. Yeah. And, and I think that we, and I think if people are living in the time at the moment, I think, you know, we're very blessed to be alive in this time. Um, life's pretty easy. You know, we haven't had a world war. We haven't had a, uh, we've had technology at our fingertips. You know, we, I mean, Uber, hello. Yeah. You know, you want to get us, you want to get from A to B, just click a button, push a, you know, or whatever. It's I mean, one, life is one just, step away from apparating. Life know? is just <laughs> life is just pretty damn comfortable. Um, and I think also, you know, I'm, I'm not obviously saying for everybody, um, but generally speaking, the world is. No, I think you can actually say for for everybody because if you if you look back over time, you know that I mean there always be different social groups with with different commodities that enable them. And I mean, if you go back, you know, a hundred years, mm-hmm. the guys who were in the poorer segment. Had a really really tough time, um, comparatively to to the guys, you know. So it's it's all just a matter of perspective of like, you know, we were always, I think as a as a as a world we're hypercritical, yeah. And I think actually if we look at at where we are now, I think we're in the most like, we're the most critical we've ever been because yeah. we're so much more aware of what's going on and we're so much more aware of what our what our friends and neighbors are doing we're so much more aware of what our government is doing so everyone is like being given the opportunity to criticize and i think it's almost like we're in the we're in the criticizing era um, <laughs> the critics era it, it, yeah, you know, maybe. And, and and it's also it's what makes a lot of social media come across as negative is because people for the first time have been given an opportunity to have a voice that they can share and they can see traction on that and and the ones that generally get the most you know traction are the, the critical points you know it's not often when you know, sensationalist stuff it, yeah it becomes sensationalist exactly yeah it's an interesting time to be alive. Um, at this point, because this conversation has been so dope, uh, and there's so much uh, going on with the two of you, uh, just in terms of, you, it's not just a band. Like, there's a hell of a lot of, you know, human experience that gets poured into everything you do. I'm yeah. actually going to say, you guys wrap this up. What else is there left to say? What's the deal? I'm going to shut up now, and, and you can uh, ride this home. All right. Um, well, I think everybody just put your heads down and think about how you can 
make a difference in our world, you know, and uh, and not don't just think about it, act on it. Just it, it, they, like like Ben said earlier, you've got a a responsibility and you've got a choice, and everyone's got that choice. And whether the planet continues to live in a in a harmonious, sustainable way is completely up to us. So yeah, I think I think that responsibility has has to be coupled with fun. Yeah. And I think that, exactly. you know, you made a point earlier about um, millennials being given the opportunity for the first time really ever to follow their passions. Mm. Like, let's go out and do that. Let's follow our passions. I'm doing it, but I'm doing it in, I'm doing it in a way where I'm trying to leave behind a legacy that I can feel proud of that hasn't left like destruction behind it and on, a, on an environmental level. And that, you know, that I can look at, at everything that I've supported in my life as being the things that I've chosen to do for two reasons. One, because I love them, mm. and one, and the other being because I know they're the good thing to do. Yeah. And let's not just go through life choosing the things we love in spite of them being bad for anybody else. Let's choose the things that we love that are good for everybody else. Choose the things that we love that are good for everybody else. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Kelman on cliffcentral.com.